welcome everyone to another episode of Weekly Game Chat. I am your host, Chris. As always, joined by my co-host, the returning Sean. Hey, what's up? Uh, I was going to make a joke about, as always, except for last week. Yeah. Due to unforeseen circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it bees like that. Yeah. And John. For the record, I've never missed a podcast. That's a lie. <laughs> for the record, <laughs> I'm I've always never. here for you. Fake news. <laughs> for the record, I truly have never missed an episode. Yeah, we got to change that. I'm tired of hearing that BS. <laughs> well, remember, remember, I'm so tired <laughs> remember we had that one time where it almost happened. Uh-huh. Like I went to, I went to go visit Mikey. I was like, look. Set it up so you guys could go record somewhere. Yep. I had Tony was going to produce it, yep. and then like I think you were you got sick like one no, or he, two of you. He backed out. Tony uh, backed out. I think. No. Yeah. yeah. I don't that's think how we that. remember it. Uh, that's what you tell yourself. That's <laughs> no. Tony you said he couldn't for for whatever reason something came up and he couldn't. Um, he couldn't. Uh, yeah. Well, appease. Oh well. That's what we go with. Appease. Of course, he's always been sort of a jerk. You know that. Ouch. That's just mean. I mean, but, before, but accurate. Before, but accurate. Before, Two before, he, before you walked past me in the theater Thursday night, he got he got to me first, and he spoiled the whole thing. Dang! If that's true, that'd be terrible. <laughs> if that's true, I think I'd want to beat him up for you if you really did that. <laughs> Just Speaking of that, did you see what happened to that dude in Hong Kong? No. Yeah, he came out like guy comes out of End Games and just starts screaming spoilers, and someone literally beat him. Like why, would, why would you do that? Not, not the beating part. Like I, and a part of me understands that, but like, why be the guy yeah. that the people in line, just because you got a time before them that you want to come out and spoil them. I remember watching the last Jedi. No, uh, the force awakens and I'm standing there and it's like, I'm the showtime after the showtime. That was the first showtime. So I'm like, all right, here we go. They start coming out and I see this kid crying mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh my God, what does that mean? And uh, I, I, you, you started hearing whispers of things, and you're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You throw in some headphones, or you walk away. But it was no, it was nothing malicious with the intent to spoil. Yeah, this was yeah, like a yeah. kid who, if you remember the the Force Awakens, that um, but he cried over Han. <laughs> like why why we cried over Han? It was emotional though. Let's well, be honest. Han. <laughs> You know the physics. You, you know the <laughs> physics rule that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. For every douchebag who spoils a movie, there's a douchebag who beats him up. That's yeah. true. That's just how it goes. I like it. But one of them I don't, is legal. I don't celebrate. <laughs> I don't celebrate the guy who beats somebody up. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't be that. But person. also, don't just be don't the do guy that. Right now going, no, no, seriously. Ding, 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 ding. Absolutely. Well, well Absolutely. as they say, like one <laughs> two of, things. <laughs> it's like one of those is a crime. One of them is just an a hole. Yep, that's you right. know that's 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 the important thing to put into context there. Yeah, <laughs> one of those could be a felony, possibly. <laughs> so um, no spoilers. Yeah. How many Richards would you give Avengers Endgame? I give it a solid eight. Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Eleven out of ten. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. There were there were. Uh, Chris, Chris kind of pointed out one little thing that I had an issue, not an issue, but I was kind of like, uh, huh, <laughs> on and uh, huh, yeah, I, I, I it was great. It, it's everything you've read about it as far as like the scores, like Rotten Tomatoes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think all the praise is getting this fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this was a movie that I think was it you that said it? It was it was ten years in the making to get to here. Yeah, it was like twenty movies, twenty two, twenty two. And I think the payoff was great. Mm. I think the, the money shot was worth it. You know what I mean? Well, this mm. Richard, this Richard, I can't even fit it in my mouth. Right. It's, mm. that's, why, that's why I go 11 out of 10 because it's just like, it's so good. 
I don't know why he, uh, Mr. 8.5 over here. I need to print that <laughs> he shirt said, immediately. Oh, he said when, when, when I do guy. films, I mean, like, I'm here we go. I'm just a selective guy. And John knows that. Like, oh. I'm, I, when I say 10, like, it, Lala. It, what, Lala. No, that, that's not even a 10. <laughs> like, the best John, one. What's the other musical? <laughs> Like to me, I'm more of a film guy. So you know, like when I'm looking, whatever, at things, Sweeney I go, Todd, yeah. <laughs> it's is, all right. What is? But that's like saying that we're not film guys. Like no, no, no. I'm saying that people go for fight. different. They go for different reasons. <laughs> no, I used to be a serious film guy. Yeah, but then I realized one day I woke up and I went, I'm pretentious, and I just stopped. Oh. I just stopped. I, I I don't go to movies mm. unless it's got a Star Wars label, sure, or, or a Marvel label. Or a label that Chris wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole. Yeah. <laughs> Just no chance. I, uh, but yeah, that's not true. But we all. Watch, how many times did you end up watching it? Twice. Yeah, I saw it twice. Twice. Duh. I'll see it tomorrow. Again. <laughs> Don't you love it? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like an eight in a movie, it's like good. like that's a different scale to me than than like games, right? Like okay. an eight in games, like all right, eight in a movie to me is like great. Like I wouldn't. Would you give uh, Infinity War for context? Infinity War, I'd probably give a seven. So it it was it. We agreed that it was at least better than Infinity War. Yes. John thinks not. I don't know. I just don't know. I think it's the see. I had a problem the other night. I I got there, and Chris was Chris saw me there. I got there like between nine and nine fifteen. I'm standing in line getting my drink, yeah, getting my popcorn bucket filled, yeah, yeah all the things. And so the line, as you can imagine, was was snaking oh, yeah. all over. And I get my spot in line. Which and does, Casey was Casey what, was meeting me there. It doesn't night. even matter because we have assigned seats, right? I've, it's hilarious. Well, this particular. Oh, that's right. Did this yeah. particular was not the first. Apparently, apparently, none of them did. No. Not even for you. Okay. No. So I, I get in line around nine fifteen, and I don't fill up my drink because I figure Casey will show up, and I'll say, "Hold my spot. Let me go take care of the butter and my drink." All right. So I get this text from him. <laughs> oh my God. I love you. I love you, Casey. No hard feelings. I promise. I get a text from him at nine thirty-seven uh-huh. that mm. says, "I'm about, I'm about, <laughs> I'm around twenty minutes away." Uh-huh. Mm. Now he got out of class at nine fifteen or something. He can't like help that. it. I understand. So it's like forty. You have a forty-five minute window to get there. Uh-huh. Mm. So I'm thinking I'm going to see he's going to show up at any second. But when I got that text, I went, "Okay." So there's this group of guys in front of me, then, and I say, "Guys, um, sorry, do you do you guys mind if I pretend I'm I'm with you guys? And can you hold my spot so I can just go take care of a couple of for freshmen?" And like any cool geeks out there, they're like, "Yeah, man, you're with us." So mm. so they I, they held my spot for me. So I'm waiting, and it's like nine fifty eight or something or nine fifty five or something, mm. and the the crowd just starts moving. Yeah, because it's time. They are piling into that IMAX theater, and I'm sitting here going, I can't go in because my tickets are on my phone. Oh yeah, scanned for two tickets, so I can't just go in and you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And again, Casey, I love you. I ain't mad, but here, <laughs> but because of what happened, because everybody runs into their issues, I get it. And he didn't. He didn't explain and I didn't ask. So he gets there at 10.03. Which mm. is fine. They, they have previews? I don't care about the previews. The problem is it's we walk out. in. It's sold out theater. We walk in. We can't find two seats together. We see two seats all over the place, but they've got popcorn buckets in them, things like that. Stuff that you know. Somebody, seats taken. Yes. So we go seats down to the very – we, we're in the second row. Oh. And my neck – 
my back. Exactly. We're just, mm-hmm. I'm, we're, we're just making jokes going, I'm like, Casey, who is that all the way over there? <laughs> yeah, is, that, is that, uh, who's that? <laughs> I think Chris and I, uh, so it was tough. The so f- all those crazy moments yeah. where the crowd reacts, it's like, it was great. And I'm glad I was in there, but it was, uh, man, I wish I, I wish we could have been like in the middle of the theater. Yeah. That's, just, that's prime position. Yeah. Chris and I are on the, uh, the, the, when we watch it, the row that uh, the wheelchair access would be right directly in front of us. And then the, the level up has like the little gate in front of it, you know, the mm-hmm. iron railing or whatever. Yep. So that's, and we're in the middle. Perfect. Cause you don't have people in front of you. You can kind of yeah. put your feet on that. Yeah. We had no problems. The movie is great. Yeah. Well, we just, we just, outside me, of me the person, just- person who broke the, I, this has happened to me twice in the last month. And I just, look, I understand parents with newborns want to see movies oh, too God. but not i do near not us, but in front of us yeah and and you know what if i'm going to a pixar movie or whatever i i'll eat that you know because i'm like this is a movie not that is you know by definition is designed for kids not me you know it's that is who it is marketed to like even when i, I go bet see you look creepy as hell when, <laughs> whenever i go see lion king and aladdin you know you bring your kids and they all talk and they do the things that they kids do, do yeah, then right. that's that's on me that's you. not on you but uh but like when you come to a pg-13 movie uh on you know at two o'clock in the afternoon with your probably like one or two year old and it's making noise the whole entire time just crying because there's loud things happening and you know baby doesn't understand what's going on i'm just i don't understand why you do that the the only yeah. saving grace anyway. to kind of what they did which didn't help uh but maybe they thought it would as they sat in the area that kind of you and casey were towards the front where they they thought it would be minimal impact i, I guess if the kid acts up mm-hmm. turns out movie auditoriums they carry sound yes yeah. <laughs> it's like they're designed to do that yeah yeah, Dude, but me you and, know how I realize you look like now? <laughs> okay. Bobby Bones. <laughs> Who's Bobby Bones? He's a very famous radio personality right now. Clearly mm. not. No, he really is. If I don't know. He's him. not on NPR. I'm sorry. I, so he's on regular. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, but me and Casey just got dealt a bad hand that night. We still had a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's you hard know. not to have fun. Yeah, absolutely. But, but uh, I'll see it again tomorrow night. Um, and... Mm-hmm. You know, well, how many times will that be? Two or three? Two, two. But I'm going to see it two, plenty of times. I, I think I, I think now I want to get every movie mm. for this first wave, whatever. Man. That's a lot of movies. I've I got know. like four, maybe three or four movies to buy. Do you really need do Thor two for your collection? Yeah, uh, Thor two is not bad at all. No, it's, <laughs> it gets I, I got to watch them in the order that you got to watch them. Yeah, mm. which is once. not necessarily the order in which they were released. That's absolutely right. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was solid. It was. I, um, it. I told and the movie. I told Tony <laughs> after it. I said, uh, I said it reminded me a lot of being a Doctor Who fan. Uh, the original guy nerd. who, the original guy who did You're it when uh, they came nerd. back. <laughs> the original guy who did it when he came back was uh, Russell T Davies, right? He did like the first three years. Name drop. <laughs> hey, he is. He's big. He's a he's a known commodity. Has he been knighted by the queen? He should be. Yeah. Uh, but oh. anyways, like <laughs> when he left Doctor Who after like the third after the third season, they did some specials, and then like that was his his bow. Like in the last two episodes, which were really one long one, he basically yeah. he basically made no bones about it that like 
the plot of it was to do everything he ever dreamed to put in a dot. Like w- growing up on Doctor Who, he wanted to put everything he ever yeah, imagined. All the things. Like was possible. That's yeah. what he put in that episode. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, he said, I want to deal not with wherever Doctor Who goes when I'm done, but all the things that mattered during my time when I was here with Doctor Who. And it felt like in a way the Russos were doing that too. Like they were like, we want to do what's right for, you know, the characters that you invested in for the most these last 10 years. And we also want to be like, if this is the last comic book movie we ever directed, what would be what everyone wants to see? And especially an Avengers movie. And like to their credit, I think that's where they succeeded the best. 1.2 or 1.6 billion. Uh, I forgot what the it number was. Some, was. It was a either, lot. Either one. It was a lot. And we can have a, you know, a grace of and <laughs> Aladdin, Lion King, and Star Wars are still coming out. Yeah, and so Toy, Toy Story another, Four, and Toy, Toy Story, Story 4. Four, and that's yeah. so that's at least four billion dollars left <laughs> to make. Phenomenal! It's just not fair, man. And they've, and they've already got Captain Marvel in the bag for this year, right? Yeah. So sure, that's that's a thing. Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> no, Spider Man. <laughs> I'm saying, but movies that are coming out now. Uh, Spider-Man is going to come out, which yeah. I have to watch. I have to watch the next Captain Marvel whenever that comes out. I'm stoked. Yeah. That's the official yeah. end of the third phase there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right there. I was, that's not, I was thinking about what the next phase, what the focus is going to be. I don't know. I would be, I was telling John this at lunch today. I would be so happy. And I, I know they won't do it. If they just said, look, we're taking like three years off, you know, because they've already said they're doing that with Star Wars. Like they said, after nine, they kind of learned <laughs> that <laughs> they said like, that they, came up last week. They kind of learned their lesson, I think, after uh, Solo. And then, of course, you have the mixed reception with Last Jedi. Dude, Rogue One was off the chain. Yeah, like I Solo think, was off the chain. I, I, Last Jedi boned. I think Solo's a decent <laughs> movie. But, like, they also, they learn, like, <laughs> if they do too much, right, mm-hmm. eventually people will get worn out. No, it was because they didn't get worn out. Last Jedi sucked. Yeah. That's no, really all. It's really just that simple. Well, then explain Solo. It's just all because of Last Jedi. They were not. First this of is, all, this is the truth. First of all, the budget Solo. skyrocketed because yeah. they had they couldn't make their money. They had back seven on that. directors and finally got one. But no, the, the thing with <laughs> Solo, Howard. I just don't think the collective audience. This is my opinion. Yes, was ready for a a solo only movie, or like one that's not Harrison Ford. If they go like a Boba Fett movie mm-hmm. or another character, we are like an Ahsoka Tano movie. If you're a nerd in the Star Wars universe, you're drooling at that. Oh, sure. She's like my favorite character in the Star Wars universe next to Thrawn. Mm. Imagine you get those kind of movies out there. Maybe that's a little different. And and I think we brought it up a thousand times about Solo. The kid just, he he didn't look like Han Solo. No. We we saw young Han Solo. We knew what he was like. Mm -hmm. And that was a hard sell for for me, and I think that was a hard sell for a lot of people too. Yeah, it's not a terrible movie. It's just like we had a good time watching yeah, it. We it's a movie, it was a really that, cool heist movie. Yeah, it's like a movie with like different faces, mm-hmm. and if you could also feel like maybe where things were cribbed after uh, the dudes who left to go do uh, Spider Man uh, left, and, and Ron Howard came in and right, and they obviously had to come back and say like, all right, let's change this and this. This is what. Kathleen Kennedy does not like. Yeah. Yeah. But like either way, I would be I would be totally <laughs> happy with the idea of uh, them saying, let's take two to three years off. But I, I think we all know that's not going to happen. Maybe maybe next May might be the first May we don't get a new Marvel movie the first weekend. 
I don't know, man. Money, uh, money talks, man. You know, because I think originally, <laughs> I think originally their plan was Guardians. Then, if I recall, but obviously they had to scrap that because of the James Gunn stuff that they did to themselves, and then walked back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know who was walking back last night? Mm. Game of Thrones people. <laughs> Huh? Were we walking? I was, like, I was on the. I was just laying on my couch, like. Huh. No, I mean, like, uh, I bet. I guarantee. You, I, I was going to say. I was going to name drop, but I don't know if anybody's watched it. They should have by now. It's Wednesday, and it came out Sunday. People tighten up. But there were certain characters walking because of other things in skies, doing things to them. But uh, how hype was that episode? Huh? Right. No, no idea. But I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you that that show, that episode last night, probably cost Avengers fifty million dollars. <laughs> Could be, if I had to guess. Could at be. least, I mean, like well, we're just we're staying home watching Game of Thrones, you know. Right before we were watching on HBO now, and um, right before I push play, my mom watches it with me or whatever, and she goes, "How many people are right now in front of something watching this? <laughs> Probably be a phone, tablet, a- laptop, TV, whatever." I, w- I would like to know that because obviously they don't have the same number of viewership people on hbo's they do like regular stations but i would like to know the percentage of regular H- old tv <laughs> i would like to know the percentage of hbo viewers that either through hbo go now or just live hbo were watching that channel well, last night think about this or borrow somebody's so it can only be a one it can be a one-to-one for their statistics right but how many of those those devices had more than you know like one person watching it you know what i mean mm Hey, what's well, up? Yeah. My People spoilers, spoilers, dude. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Discord spoilers pop up. Well, nice. is, uh, Speaking of Discord, it's fun talking to you guys out there if you haven't already. I've been yes. kind of I've been kinda quiet. I feel Ooh, it's, bad. I, I, I need to I, I need uh, to jump back in and no, just respond. say hey to people every but, once yeah, in a while. Yeah, so. yeah. But anyways, yeah, like Game of Thrones, <clears throat> I, I was I made no bones about it. Like Boots. as much as I enjoy Marvel and everything, like that to me was the one I was more anticipating just because that felt like a moment that Again, have been building towards for ten years. So this was the big battle. Like, yeah. Well, did anybody have sex on the battlefield? Did they? <laughs> uh, but anyways, like, why did you not laugh at that? Laugh at that, Sean. It wasn't. It wasn't was, funny. It was meh. Sorry, I failed you. It was meh. But uh, <laughs> more importantly, like, whereas with Marvel, because of their setup and everything, you kind of have, I think, an understanding of what a marvel movie like that even though it's the conclusion it's going to be mm-hmm. whereas this this is only halfway through the season first off right yeah. and second i just had no idea for sure what was going to happen or i mean like there were so many theories in the past week alone leading up to this episode that i i talked about and my <laughs> friends talked about i gotta say it knocked it out of the park personally i know yeah. some people didn't like the very resolution whoa that happened whoa at whoa the end. whoa, whoa. Uh, because people they uh, weren't they they weren't ready. Well, it's that thing of I have a theory in that when you have shows with a lot of like, what's the word? Uh, uh, mythology around it, right? Like Lost was a show like that. Um, Don't bring up Lost right now. You know, think, but <laughs> people hated the ending, dude. Exactly. Things, but they like they hated different things. Like when they got told, "What are the whispers?" Like they they answered that question directly to you, and people were like. Oh, that's it. You know, that's that's usually you have this reaction where some people are pleased and then you have our people that don't like it. And then you have, I think, a third group of people that just don't like it because they have all these ideas that have been building for years in their head of what something what it could be. Right. And sometimes the writers have a responsibility to take to, to cater to that fandom. Yeah. 
They, uh, they, they honest, I, I do. Yeah. I, I just one, don't think writers should get away with that crap sometimes. One great thing that happens when you watch the show, um, like the day it airs, mm. is the um, producers will talk afterwards on, on all their intentions or why things were like they were. Um, if you ha- if you have HBO and you're able to pick that show to like that episode or any of them to watch it, yeah, uh, stay tuned as it airs because there's a lot of in depth stuff that you may miss if you just cut it yeah. off. Yeah, they um, they they explain themselves well. I, I personally loved what happened. Um, let's talk about it in a let, let's maybe get a curry uh, a spoiler. Game of Thrones zone Ooh. on our Discord so we can get everything going out there. I think we just. In my theory, the Game of Thrones channel is the spoilers. <laughs> it might as well be, huh? I always mark mine behind spoilers. spoilers. Some yeah. people don't, yeah. you know, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, but it's it's legit. But I think because of what happened last night, I'm excited, obviously, for next week. Yes. And I think there are going to be questions that were generated based on actions last night that are going to be answered because, again, they have to be because. You know, <clears> yeah, I had like, we I have, thought this could go like three ways going into it. <laughs> yeah. and, and one of the ways got... <laughs> One of the ways, basically, for for better or worse, is what came true, and I'm like, okay, so with that done, that opens up that 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 you know all those problems. And yeah. You're just like, now you get to be like, okay, all the mythology stuff, like, uh-uh. uh, I, whoa, whoa, all that, calm down. You know, calm down. I I don't think you're gonna have as much of that going for <clears throat> the backup. It's gonna be more. Stop the show. Go to topic. <laughs> it's gonna be more the of big time. Ned's dark dies. <laughs> it's gonna be more of uh what people liked about the show, I think, yeah. what made them fall in love with it, which is like, you know, the you're, political interest. Dead eyes right now, bro. Why? You're just great because Hey, guess what? In Game of Thrones, people talk about things and there's deception. Did I just spoil anything? You kinda did. Oh okay. especially after last night. Did I? <laughs> but anyways. But yeah, uh credit to them. Because that's really hard to do, to hold up what they did for like oh, an hour and a half. It, it, and they talk about wh- why they chose to do the different things they did with camera work to keep the viewer involved in everything. It was it was brilliant. But as, as someone who's a huge fan of the Two Towers, like I could tell like they learned a it, lot. It was and very they, Two Towers-ish. Yeah, I watched that again this weekend and, and prepped for this. And I was like, Ugh, yep. You, you prepped for this? Yes, because I wanted to see because I'd heard that had been an influence. I was like, let's see Ugh. if it was. <laughs> see, Speaking see again. Different, different standards. <laughs> I don't care what your standards are, but I think it's pretentious to critique me just because well, I have different what? standards than you. I, I, if 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 my title is pretentious, Sean, <laughs> so be it, sir. Pretentious, Sean. <laughs> pretentious, anything, the Sean of you're anything but pretentious. Yeah, pretentious, about, the Sean of Smith Station. Except yeah. about DJing. Well, you don't even you don't even talk about DJing. Ouch. I'm not supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to hear? What do you want to know? You want the secrets? If you say anything about your DJ business, you have to pay us. Yeah. We're a business here. That's advertising. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys want to go to the topic or? Yeah, John. (laughs) (laughs) Let's uh, let's get it, John. I believe in you. Thank you. You did. You did do the thing, right? What thing? (laughs) Questionable. Oh no! Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's switch gears. Topic time 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 time. The topic is Steam World Quest 
dig. I'm not going for the secondary one. Hand of Gilgamesh. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I really I want to hear John talk about this one. I'm a fan of the Steam World series. Please be related to the Steam World series. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm about 85% sure. <laughs> you know, the whole Steam World part, but uh, I can't wait to hear what you got to say about it. Well, Sean, you are in luck. Yes. And not only are you in luck because yeah. I'm talking about it, but you are correct. Ooh. It is part of the same series. Has it got the same guys, the same world? No. Good. They're connected like, in, in a certain way. Kind of like a huh. Chinese finger lock with two Richards. <laughs> Absolutely, exactly <laughs> like that. But the studio, the stu- but to to get it out. Oh they, God! They were touch. they were trying to they were trying to get away from the Steam World titles, right? They were. That's a bad idea. They were thinking about calling it Chaos Bane Warhammer, <laughs> but somebody took it, so they went back to Steam Inside World. Jokes. Yeah, I went, did. They I went back it. to Steam World Quest. So yeah, I mean they, this this company it's it's the studio called Image and Form, which is not it's not a name for a studio that just you know resonates in your mind. Yeah, but these are the guys. These guys make incredible games. They they really do. They've made Steamroll Dig One and Two, kind of the Metroidvania type style game. They they have those this, are fun. They have this lesser known but equally as good game called Steamroll Heist, which is sort of a a side-scrolling action um, strategy uh, turn-based game. Kind of hard to describe. It's kind of a, it's it's one, probably one of their most niche titles they've ever niche? done. Niche, niche, niche. I never know how to really say it. Is Chris? Yeah, Chris is. Yeah, uh, he's doing I have a, a, a a bug bite, and is that I, just, that is? I scratched totally. it perfectly, and it was. It was like a dog, you know, like when you get that one itch that you scratch and they're like, yes. When I heard the uh, B pronouncement, I totally thought it was going to be another word. Yeah. (laughs) So this game, (laughs) I've been kind of dreading talking about this game because it's kind of, uh, Mm. I've never been incredibly good at talking about RPGs, Mm. especially turn-based RPGs. Because I'm not exactly a pro at these things. I haven't been I have not been playing these types of games all my gaming life. In fact, these are the type of games I've really avoided for a lot of time up until a couple of years ago. But um this one was kind of a I hadn't really decided on it, and because we sort of wanted to wait a little bit longer on another game we're talking about, um we'll just call it bike game. We'll just call it bike game. That's why I call it. I decided, offered to uh, take a take a pass at this one, and I'm and I sw- I tell you, <clears throat> I'm surprised I ever was skeptical about this developer. I'm having a blast with this game, and it's it's mm. um you know you look at it at face value, and and when they announced it, they talked about the fact that they were making basically making a card game, and so that was kind of immediately why I was not going to go anywhere near it. Um, I'm not really, I don't really understand Hearthstone yeah. a whole, a whole lot. Um, when I was playing Witcher three, I attempted, uh, what's the game? Gwent. Yeah. And I was like, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, to make you I'm feel, not, I'm not going to do this right to now. To be fair, I cashed out on that you one did. right away too. So, <laughs> um, but if I were to, if I were to give it like a ratio percentage ratio, I'd say that, <clears throat> I'd say that this is 60 or 70% turn-based rpg and 30 to 40 percent card game 
You really have turned into the old RPG Baron, haven't you? I kind of have. It's, it's weird it to is, me. Once it bites you, yeah, it's hard it's, to give it up. It's, I, I just, I, this is making me want to go back to Octopath and finish it. I've spent so much time in this game. It is so long. It's about as long as <laughs> yeah, that's what Warhammer Chaos Bane. Ah, nice. That's a big one. But is it girthy? <laughs> it's, it's got some girth. It's definitely Link got is some one girth. thing. You know what I'm saying? So Hot dog in a hallway, though. Huh? Douche. <laughs> Have you ever put a bicycle in an airplane hangar? <laughs> oh, that's good. So, yeah. this um, I guess, you know, as far as their series of games, it's... Uh, why don't you X out of that, Chris? As for, that'll always happen on Metacritic, by the way. Yeah. As far as their series of games, uh, SteamWorld games, I guess this one's, from a Metacritic's perspective, is their lowest. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's a little bit different from what they usually do. But it is, it is a genius hybrid of two existing genres. And I, I think, for the most part, they pulled it off. Uh, with flying colors so it's the story of the game is not it's not incredibly unique um i'll just say that it's a it's a it's a story being read to some kid Hmm. and and the character uh the character in the game that is reading the story has been featured in previous iterations of the steamroll games I'll just leave it at that and you know and and let you determine and see if you recognize them from other games uh, but the story opens up, uh, introduces you to um, three friends, Galeo. Well, I guess the main, if you want to call it, the main character is Armelie. Um, she is a aspiring knight who wants to, who's been trying for years and wants to be a part of the Heroes Guild. Um, who doesn't, though, right? Exactly. And he, she is friends with uh, Copernico, who's sort of your mage type in the game. What you need with? Back Pull that up. back, yeah. Okay. You're coming in hot. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like trying to make every correction I can, but I yeah. just keep looking and going yellow. So yellow. Copernico, <laughs> Copernico is your mage type with with magic and, and and shields and protection spells, and then like very quick, very very quickly in the game, you you come into town and you meet your friend Galeo mm. or Galio, depending on how you pronounce it, and he is sort of your like Galileo, Galileo, but Galeo. Mm. <laughs> Which I, which I like that name. Galeo is a really cool name. So he's basically your brute and your healer, so to speak. Gotcha. He's like a, so yeah. you're saying like he's a, a healing tank. Yeah, he's a healing tank. He has he has powerful uh, attacks as far powerful physical attacks rather. Okay. And he um, and he's the most powerful DPS healer. He, yeah, he's the most powerful as far as healing his compatriots. Sweet. So. <clears throat> The best way to get into how these two, these this turn-based RPG and this card game come together, the, I get, the best way I've been racking my brain all day, the best way to do it, best way to describe it is just kind of talk about a, um, a fight scenario. So you're in this game, you're a team of three. Now, as you progress through the game, you can find more people who join your troop, but you're always required to only have three people in your in your in your troop, and you'll run across enemies whether that an enemy of one, two, three, or four, just depending. And these enemies have different strengths and weaknesses: arcane ability uh, strength or weakness, um, electricity strength or weakness, things like that. And you can always hover over the character, the enemy characters, and look it up and see what 
what attacks uh, are most effective against them. So you come up upon these enemies, and so you're you're there facing off against each other. <clears throat> and the card game comes into play where um, the card you get dealt a hand of six cards. Um, and f- and just as a and just as a side note to this, each character can house at any at, can hold at even at any given time eight cards per character. So you're basically pay- playing with a deck of twenty four. Now <clears throat> you can get cards, different types of cards with different types of attacks and different types of properties for any character. Sky's the limit. You can have as many as you want, but for any given time, you can only use eight in a fight per character. You can, you can mix and match those, those numbers of cards any way you want to. You can have one, one of the heavy punches mm-hmm. for Galeo, or you can have three. You can have, you can have one healing card or three healing cards is, you know, you can mix and match any way you want to question. Sure. Uh, okay. So with the decks, which I'm guessing you can't share between the characters, right? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I figured, uh, with the eight is like, does that cycle back? Do they consistently like cycle through till the battle is done? Or is it basically like, look, one way or then another, this this battle is ending in eight turns. No, you don't. You don't run out of cards. The cards do cycle back through the deck of twenty four. Is it random how they come back, or is it? It's like- it's, it's random. Okay, it's random, hmm. but it's balanced. You know, so um, <clears throat> basically, <clears throat> the like you alluded to, that you can only use each character. You can only use a certain certain set of cards and they're color coded. Mm-hmm. So Galeo, his, his color is green. So his card color is green. Armalee is red and Copernico is blue. And so <clears throat> the way the, so for each turn that you take, you can, you can only use three cards and you can mix and match those cards. However you want, you can have, um, you can have an attack or a move from each individual player which is three cards, or you can take only two of them for that turn and use one card from one player, two cards from another player. So in other words, if you like were near death, you could just have your healer do three heals in a row exactly. and skip the and turn. That's it. Yeah. And and that lead and so if if you only use one character mm-hmm. and they deal three cards, mm-hmm. you are you are given a special fourth ability. Oh, okay. So you're and when, when you do like all three r- red cards from Armalee, he's given an extra attack, um, which takes more damage off of an enemy. So basically, if like you were near, put your hands on the table. You were near. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so if you were like near knocking an enemy off, like you could take your strongest DPS and just basically stack him. Yep. Hope that the fourth one is the one that finishes him off. Yeah. And um, so there's there's three different types of attacks. There's one. Let me see, make sure I get it right. Uh, notes? I got notes, man. I don't this believe thing, you. How do I know that they're really notes? Oh, because they have writing. You gotta he's, do, he's, you gotta he's do, just missing. I know what you want. Oh, my bad. You're right. <laughs> I always do this. Yeah. Notes. There they are. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> each character has three, three different type of cards to use. <clears throat> so... Um, there's a strike card, which is just your basic attack with Armalee. It's, it's attacking with the sword with, uh, Galeo. It's punching something or Copernico will run up and just hit you in the face with her book. 
with her with her spell book. So are the animations cool? <clears throat> yeah, the animations are yeah. cool. The illustration, the, the the color, everything. It's a beautiful game. The, the art style that all the Steam World yeah, they're games great. are great. They're just fantastic. What would you say that is? Because I love that. Is is it kind of pretty? It's just, <laughs> let's just go pretty. It, the art style is always very pretty. It's just, the games are gorgeous. Yeah. And I appreciate games that harken back to a retro style, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily feel like they have to take the retro graphics with them. Um, I, look, no, no dissing Celeste. I mean, obviously by any account, it's an amazing game, but I'm less likely to jump to a game that has the retro eight bit style or 16 bit sprites. I just assume somebody, you know, take inspiration from those types of games, but keep it modern and keep it beautiful. I mean, hear that you can't go 95% back. of any developers, John hatred game or in the blind forest <laughs> takes stole old- from Disney. <laughs> Maybe. That's not, a, that's not a bad point, Chris. Yeah, yeah. So you got the strike card. Um, the upgrade card. These are cards where you can, in any, any given player can boost their shields, um, boost up their attack before they attack, um, things like that. And so <clears throat> the strike card and the upgrade card um, do something where, and this is one of the chief mechanics of the game. Once you play those types of cards, they build up your steam power. And it's like these, these, this line of gears. Um, if you can imagine like steampunk, yeah, like steampunk, that's kind of where the steampunk comes in. Um, if you take a regular attack, it builds one steam gear. If you do an upgrade to your shields, it gives you a steam power. Um, by one and then the final card which is where these steam powers come into play are your um did i even write it down <laughs> Jeez, boo notes you i know need more who light? needs them who needs notes right <laughs> would you like some light who need did you use invisible ink on that paper because i don't see a thing oh uh, the, the, it's your special ability cards yeah that give you like for the mage gives you extra attack ability through through magic magical like spells. power. Let me guess the tank exactly. gets more for yeah, th- attracting there's, people. There's something called I think it's called a tank punch from Galileo. Tank punch where depending on your level uh your skill level, you can take a lot of damage off an enemy. Mm. Um that particular for example, that particular card where it deals that heavy punch takes requires four uh, four levels of steam power, but okay. most of them take away. M- most of the most of the special ability cards take one to two. Um, so not everything steam uses steam power, but those that do the special attacks use the steam power. Okay, so so when you're when you're cool fighting trick, when, when you're fighting these enemies, you have to find a special balance of of these two previous cards that build up your steam power and know when exactly to use your special abilities. Now you have to use to it be, to be clear here, the steam, why would we want to be clear? The, the steam power one cards, right? They're part of your eight card deck, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, they all part of your eight, your, your, uh, eight and is there deck. like a max to how many you can carry anytime? Like, could I have like a, a deck where, like it's you know four regular and then four you know steam um, power or like if you have six and two whatever you know if you have four of those mm. i think you can 
But I don't have any type of card yeah. where I can have four and four. Okay. I, but you I think also, the most I have of a, any given card is three of those cards. So like, I can put three cards and then two cards and, and then the, two cards and then The steam is shared card. between all three, right? Yes. So like so basically you no, could just you could one, have a character that just goes in and like all they do is things that build up that steam and then like another character where i'm guessing very late in the game when you have a lot of cards right mm-hmm. like you could just be like okay you have nothing but steam and nine times out of ten you just sit here and chill dude that's that's your job you're the main dps and then when it's time you're gonna rain down hell because <laughs> i would imagine like a a character like if you have a full steam gauge and especially as you said like where he gets the extra attack like you could just play defensive the whole entire time and then just to have this guy wreck a whole entire crew yeah in one sweep indeed yeah it's for sure um <laughs> Do you, so yeah uh, these these cards that you're I, I should say these cards you're dealt in a in a in a in a in a turn they're called punch cards is what they're called and i think that's a term that's used across different types of these card games i don't think that's a new term probably not were you about to say sean uh, I was in like I always do. If I'm not going to play a game, I do I do prep work. Um, I go to, uh, you know, the Twitches, the YouTubes. I go to our different websites we go to that we like, like a Polygon, and I kind of read about what the game's going to be about because I had no idea what this game was. Right, I didn't. And when I heard RPG mixed with car game, I went, How's that going to work? Yeah. Is it going to be complicated? And then I found mm. on um, I think it was Polygon. Let me make sure I'm quoting this right. And I want to see if you agree with this. It says that the game's mechanics are complex. Uh, there's multiple decks and combo opportunities in every fight, um, but Quest feels approachable, um, like the rest of the other games from the Steam World universe. Yeah. You, they slowly ease you into the systems that would be b- very overwhelming if, yeah. if, from the jump, they were just there. And I yeah. wanted to see if you felt that way. Like, for example, it, it is it is a very complex system, but it's not intimidating. Mm. Um, it's it, it pretty much. It, it's not heavy on the tutorials, but the cards themselves are pretty well designed and pretty self-explanatory. One of the things about Octopath and Dragon Quest, for example, I got into I got into routine, routines where I was like always having this person as my mage and this person as my yeah. as my. What you what, you, you kind happens, of yeah. you kind of got into a rhythm that you that you liked and you carried on and and it doesn't. The one thing about Octopath that's good is makes you switch if, out if you, it makes you switch out if you want to do everything you've got to do the work to do it but you can go a long ways ugh, getting into a comfort zone that was delicious. did you hear that yeah <laughs> see what your, your crackers did yeah but in this <laughs> but in this though. way you can you can upgrade your cards which uh chris and i found out together see uh, he's, he's, I'm on. Cha- I, I just finished last night, chapter six. I'm about eight hours into the game, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I was telling Chris, no, you can't upgrade your cards. Well, as it turns out, as I'm reading the wiki, in chapter seven, the first person you meet is the merchant who the, allows you, who finally gives you the ability to he's telling upgrade me no. your cards. <laughs> he's telling me no, and I'm like watching a review yeah, where I like watch a guy doing it. it. I'm like, but this guy's doing it in <laughs> the John, video. You missed something. I missed that because uh, <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> There's so many different, and I, there is sky's the limit. There's so many different types of cards, attacks, power ups, defense shields that you can get for each individual character, um, and it forces you to basically use them because every enemy type is going to require you to 
I mean, I'd say more closely to the level you're in, like chapter six or chapter seven, the enemies in those areas are going to force you to go back to the drawing board and re-strategize and look at your cards and, and put them in different areas. And, and I'll take two of these instead of four. I'll take one of these instead of two. You'll just have to change up your strategy and you're constantly having to do it. So it's keeping you on your toes. You're playing, you're never playing the same for more than an hour. It's always it's always forcing you, and this is a good thing. It's always forcing you to change it up and experiment, and that's one of the strengths that's of this actually, game. I, I was worried as you were saying that. I was wondering if that's a good thing, and then you it is. you come and say, "Yeah, it is." So it is because I I find that when you know when I was playing Octopath, for example, once I once you have to change up your routine, it slams you in the face because you get owned and you realize that you allowed yourself to be doing this for so long that your other characters are at level twos and level threes and you have to go back and grind to get those things back up to par. Well, this one, it keeps you going and keeps you changing. It keeps you experimenting the whole time. So you're never comfortable with That's nice. the setup that you have at, at any given time. Right. So that is definitely a good thing in my opinion. Um, so yeah, you. I mean, and speaking of that merchant, that merchant is in every chapter. It's the same person, um, and you go to that that merchant to. It's almost like a an old um, style of an, a, a a gypsy cart, where you walk into the gypsy cart uh, cart and you and it's it was basically kind of their living area. So. That's where you get the strawberries when you play. Uh... <laughs> Uh, what you call it, Star uh, Stardew Valley. Yeah. So <laughs> the merchant can buy, you can buy stuff from the merchant, you can sell stuff, you can buy upgrades to your gear, you can buy weapons, you can buy jewels and things that protect you from certain type of attacks, like poisonous attacks, mm. things like that. But one of the chief functions of this merchant is you can, you know, at any given time, they'll have cards that you can craft. In order mm-hmm. to have this card, you have to have this amount of money and these um, these amounts of raw materials that you find as you're playing, quote unquote, exploring the world. There's not a lot in the world that's yeah. interesting. It's just sort of a a palette to get you from point A to point. From B. what I like, notice it's like <clears throat> you know, at its core, to me, like it is like yeah, like sure, its core mechanics are a card game, right? Um, but what I've noticed is that whereas most card games, they just here is this. And the most you get is like a card popping up and talking to you. And maybe if it's a really good game, it's got a voiceover. Uh, it seems more, they're like, okay, instead of just doing that, uh, which really, you know, unless you're just a card game fan, there's a limit to how far you'll go. Unless you, like I said, you love that style of game. They seem to at least say, okay, let's give you something in between here and let's actually visualize what, what you're seeing here more than just like a meteor coming out of a card, hitting another card, right? Like, like let's put, let's put a face to everything. And that's kind of what I got from when I saw the crafting. It's like, this, this doesn't look like it's some huge open world with tons of, you know, places to explore, but it's like, here's something for you to to do on your journey, right? To keep you engaged. Yeah, for sure. And, and all the, all the characters in your troop are pivotal, for the most part, they are pivotal for you winning uh, a fight, particularly a boss fight. For example, because w- what can you imagine happens if Armalee dies? You have zero access to those cards. In fact, if uh, sometimes I found myself with just one character left. Can you revive them? 
you can revive them, but it's expensive as hell. And and the and the revive, I don't. I haven't come across a spell that somebody can use for revive. That might be later in the game. Right yeah, now, you have right to buy the some sort of guy. Yeah, you you have to buy a. <laughs> it's called Phoenix Down. <laughs> that's right. Right now, you have to buy a potion, and I've only come across two. Yeah, in, oh. in the game, but um, you find yourself if you're like the only person left, you're almost guaranteed to be a goner because you're getting two thirds of these cards that are irrelevant to you. Yeah. You cannot use them, and sometimes you get a turn where you have zero cards in your deck that you can actually use. And there is a function, for example, if you hover over a certain card that you don't like, there's a chance to get two cards from the deck. Two cards. Um, oh, so just, kind of like just, in a, case, uh, just kind of as a chance feature of you getting something better. Mm-hmm. But I've been in situations where I'm the only. I have one character left and have zero cards that can, I can use, and I draw the two cards and nothing comes up. So I have a turn that I can't attack or defend myself yeah. in any way. Can, speaking of that, um, this being a card game, when you start out, can you like whatever they deal you? Can you like go? Okay, don't want that turn in a certain number of cards to go ahead and get, get them replaced yeah. for like what will help you starting out a fight. Yeah. You automatically have access to go into your character roster mm. and, and pick and choose. You, you know, I didn't really bother with it at the, in the mm. beginning because it, I was still going through the tutorial. So it's possible that you had what you had. Yeah. But mm. you have the ability from the get go of taking, of having the chance to, uh, <laughs> Something's out of place in this show. You have the you have the opportunity to to have a chance to draw two cards to replace two, two to replace two of the deck. It's true. If it's not something that that's, okay, that's yeah. working for you, okay, that sounds right. So I mean that I mean balance is the name of this game. If you ask me, you get you just have to find the right balance to defeat and take down an enemy. And Sean, dare I say, you might surprise yourself. You might really like this game. Well, as you're talking and, and everything I've read up to this point, everything I've ever experienced from this studio, um, almost every game they do is a new, a new attempt on a genre that they haven't done before with the exception of the sequel to Dick. Yeah. Um, which is fantastic. And, and I, I didn't hear you at all even remotely hint that this, that you that this was their first attempt at a card game, and you didn't even you don't even acknowledge that that's even a problem because it's done so well. It appears yeah. to me, yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like they said, "Well, we we might we probably don't have the expertise to jump in and do some sort of Hearthstone, right?" So there, this is a Very game. Few do this is a game. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. This is a game where they took something, and I don't know. They just they. They made it I can't, theirs. I can't think of another type of game like this. Right. Mm-hmm. I, maybe there are some out there, but I just feel like this is Probably. this is yeah. brand new and unique. Yeah. To I mean, it's a hybrid RPG card game, and I think it's just for the most part phenomenal, brilliantly done. The I, I do wish that the overworld was a little bit more dynamic and interesting uh-huh. because you're basically going from point A to point B. You'll might see a bush. Or boxes of wood That's not new, though. that you chop up and, ta- and to, you get yeah. coins from, mm. but there's really nothing to the overworld. The, it's the, just a thing. The, the, and the, I don't even know if there's fast travel. I would really like it if there were fast travel. So of I can go course back. you would. Oh, yeah, I walked into that one, but yeah, that's hilarious. But the game itself, like all the other Steamworld games, is gorgeous to look at. Yeah, there is just a charm 
to these characters. Mm-hmm. They're basically this this misfit group of characters that that are dreaming of being heroes, and they find themselves in this in this this situation where they have to rise to the to the challenge. It's a it's a type of it's an archetype that we're all familiar with. You know, mm. um, I would recommend this game to anybody looking for something new and fresh, because that's to me, that's what this game is. Mm. Um, I dig it. Very yeah. Nice. I think like, huh? I no. feel like the, when I was looking at this game about the only negatives that were consistent, weren't so much with the journey itself. It was more so like end game where if you're transitioning from, I've been on this journey to, well, now I want to build and do decks and, and see like how much crazy it is because mainly it sounds like grinding for, for materials, especially late game to really build up stuff. It really is a grind. Like that seems to be the one thing that maybe people are like, uh, and you know, to be yeah. fair, if, <clears throat> Uh, we live in an age where they could just go and patch that, and maybe that would solve that for everyone. Well, th- I don't even know if there's something that you need to patch. Sometimes people are completionists, and they want all the cards. Yeah. And I understand that. Well, But mm. what this game is about is about experimenting. You do not have to You do not have to find all... You don't have to gain access to all these cards. You but can, they want the cards. That's fair enough, but not, you can't have everything you want. They gotta have the cards. This game is about finding what you like and creating a character identity Mm. for each one and not feeling like you have to get all the things, right? That's not what this game's designed for. Now I get those completionists who want to do that. And there there might be opportunity to do it in a second playthrough. Maybe. Um, Yeah. I think they said everything's replayable. Yeah. The game's not incredibly, incredibly challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. You can take that, as you wish to see if that's a criticism or a knock or whatever, but hmm. I definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying my time with it almost to the point where I really don't want to move on to what we might be talking about <laughs> next week. There ain't no might. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. So for the uh, show, um, I gotta, I gotta ask you before you give your Richard, um, I was thinking about how we, sh- we really should do this for every switch game. Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of do. But anytime we, when we even review like a mobile game, it has the potential to be a poop game. Does this get the John Barron poop game seal of approval? Absolutely. I did. Uh, he did wait. Little, he did a little bit. Of, uh-oh. <laughs> Hold up a second, ladies and gentlemen. If it's a poop game. we got to find it. It's right there. Because we had a poop game. He's well, never ready. He's never. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you told me before, by the way, this is a poop game, then I would have put it in there. But, you yeah. know, if it's a poop game, there's only one thing we say. It's time now for poop. We talk about poop games. They're games you play. While we didn't play this song for a year. Let's talk. And now about it's like three times in the games. last month. It's the thing. It's, it's, part of, it's part of the family name. So good, good, good. So you heard that sound as you set your switch down, or that sound as you set your switch down to take care of it. Hey, it makes this an official was, poop game. It was a solid two logger. Oh, Ouch. Very nice. Ouch. Well, but, the game, but the game looks beautiful on a TV, so it's it's equally it, engaging uh, on a lot the TV. Of the, uh, I mean, that's what they wanted to, of course, yeah, you know. Yeah, look at yeah. But the Switch games, once you put them on their dock, 
they do tend to look very nice oh, yeah. on a big screen. You know well, I mean? one of them does a 1080p output, <laughs> whereas when you're on your Switch, it's only 720p. You got a small, better resolution. You got a small, and, you got a small TV, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, John, we rate things by Richards here. What's this game's Richard? I <laughs> I don't know if this is a type of Richard that's high therefore by default goes on my potential top right, 5. Right. But for what it is, but it's a 9.25. Ooh. Okay. I mm. And that's, you know, I think it's fair, John, because I just love second highest rated game from John this year. Who cares about is it, that? It is it? I don't even know who cares. I don't keep track with you guys say. It was uh we just, it is what it is. Well, with you, no, I keep no, no, track no. of, I'm hyped for it. Did you actually play it? That's what I do. I right, could swear right. I gave Division a 9.5. Speaking of Horizon Zero Dawn, right? huh? <laughs> yeah. 2017 was two years ago, guys. <laughs> Literally, that game's been out for two years. <laughs> but uh, but I, don't have, I don't have the complete edition. Do I need the complete edition? I thought you did get the ple- complete no, edition. I didn't. I just got the standard. Wait for like one of their nine well, sales per month where it's on it's there. It's unwrapped. On my shelf, Chris. I have not played the uh-huh. DLC. Uh-huh. I have the DLC. He, I he gave the shoulder shrug, and he's like, eh, eh, eh. I have the DLC as well. I just haven't. I, I heard it. I mean, I heard the DLC was fun. So, And it, the DLC is not even post-game. It, apparently, they insert the DLC into the main story. Yeah. What's fantastic is how I many said times. insert. No, no, not even that. Surpassed by that was the amount of times you guys said DLC within like a 20-second time frame. Dilk. It was fantastic. Well, you know Dilk. me. I'm down with DLC. Yeah, that's a OP. But y'all, but y'all are going to have to stop me because I can keep talking about this game. I'll stop you. It's, stop good. it's good stuff. Pivot? I always stop, John. Let's pivot. Let's you want to pivot? Yeah. Okay. We're uh, good job, pulling John. up the Excel. As always. Thank good you, job. And putting some data in. And then I'm going to hit the old pivot table. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! I don't have to read this week. That's nice. Yeah? Yeah. Like, literally, I don't have to read anything. (laughs) Foreshadow! (laughs) Really? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. We're tanking. No, we're not. It's all because of you and your 4.5s. What'd you do? You did something. With our team. What'd you do last teams? week, John? What did I do? I don't know. Did you do something again? What is a 4.5? The Apple Remember rating like, score. Yeah. That you ruined for us. Yeah. You. What did I ruin? The the rating score. Our iTunes score. Our iTunes score. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did that. Way over his head. Probably a 3.7. I want to read this one because I'm excited about it. Can I do it? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited. Do we want to be excited for it after last year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I. That's a good point. <laughs> um, so BlizzCon 2019 dates. The angry mob will be happy to know that BlizzCon 2019 will be held in Anaheim, California on November 1st through the 2nd. This year, the Overwatch World Cup will be held there. <laughs> Tickets will go on sale on May 4th and May 8th. And if you have the, hmm. uh, what's the app called when you log in to play the Blizzard games? Um, Battle.net. Battle.net app on your uh, computer it will tell you that a bunch the event will feature developer panels esports competitions and quote blizzcon pregame festivities i love a good pregame yeah it's, it's needed um uh continuing with a quote blizzcon has served as a home away from home for the blizzard community a place where <laughs> online friends can meet up in real life and new friendships are formed and enemies made yeah <laughs> apparently mm-hmm. 
for the horde. Uh, we're looking uh, forward to welcoming everyone to the show this year, reconnecting, celebrating, and sharing some of our latest developments. And that will be the end of the quote. <laughs> Two hour presentation on Diablo Mortal. I do you like vanilla. <laughs> Actually, do you, the, like, I, do you like ice cream? I would imagine. Ooh, here's some rock salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about Angelina Jolie? That was, John, that was actually uh, really funny. John um, said, do you like ice cream? Well, here's some rock salt. Uh, see, I don't want to get in trouble for stealing someone's joke. Yeah, Who that's said that? That was Pat Oswalt. Oswalt. Oh. He's the worst about stealing jokes. Pat uh-huh. Oswalt is? Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyways. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm imagining that... It should, there should be a, uh, there wow expansion a, well, announcement. There'll be a Diablo announcement. This yeah, I'm year. sure they'll oh, sure. talk some more about Immortal. No, they'll be, they'll be talking about the game this year. I'll I hope put so. Money on it. I hope they, I hope how they much, do. How much money? $20. I like, that's like two lunches. Ish. And you go to lunch with <laughs> <Ten> John. dollars <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we used to go to lunch? I do. It was, it was fantastic. Those were great days. Yeah. Yeah. You know what were great days for some people in March? The NPD numbers. <laughs> days. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> well, screwed that up. But anyway, top in the charts for the month of March is Tom Clancy's The Division 2 as the best-selling game across all platforms and the sixth largest launch. Largest month. launch. <laughs> For, for a Ubisoft release, I had an aneurysm. The You're second, like, what? The second best-selling game for that month is Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Woo-hoo. Kingdom Hearts Three is the best-selling game of the year so far. Fun fact. And Chris's game of the year so far. Mm. Coming uh. in at number one is Tom Clancy's. Should I read that backwards? I'll read it backwards. Well, you've already ruined it. <laughs> Coming in number one. Is number division. one. Uh, I'll go backwards number now. The, 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 well, Number one is Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Number two is Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Number three, MLB 19, The Show. Number four, Devil May Cry 5. Number five, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number six, Red Dead Redemption 2. As it should be. Number seven, NBA 2K19. As it should be. Number eight, Grand Theft Auto 5. Theft never dies. Number nine, Yoshi's Crafted World. Yeah. Way to go, Yoshi. Hold on one second. And. Okay. I was making sure. Number to... 10 is Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Sorry. I thought I thought maybe I heard a little ding like something had been disconnected. I heard it too. I think yeah. it was just an update for that that's been going on for your PC, buddy. Can I just tell you, I, <laughs> I still, I think about Division 2 constantly. I love that game so much. It is solid. Should I read the next two? And if then, you'd like. No, I'm saying, you know, you did that before because it's short. I want you to be happy. All right. PS5 release update from your boys here at the WGC. <laughs> uh, Sony has no plans to launch the PS5 before April of 2020. That's in Aww. a year. Duh. <laughs> so in theory, we could be seeing the console as soon as May 2020. I wouldn't bet on it. Huh? <laughs> this is uh, going on the assumption that the console will even launch in 2020 at all. It at this time, Sony has not given anything official as to when it plans to release the new iteration. November! Um, but in the meantime, they still have the PS4 and sales um, are looking pretty good. Um, there, is still, uh, there still may be no real urgency to release the PS5 as the PS4 has sold 96.8 million consoles million. in the entire world. 
In the 2018 financial year, Sony sold 17.8 million PS4 consoles, with 2.6 million selling in the fourth quarter of the year between January and March of 2019. Uh, the figure is down by 1.2 million on the previous year, but comes in slightly higher uh, than projections. Um, they have forecasted 16 million sales for 2019 with an increase in game sales. Hmm. PlayStation Plus subscriptions added 2.2 million subscribers, bringing the total up, bringing that total up to 36.4 million. That's that's solid. Yes, they are doing very well. I mean, those are good numbers. They, I don't think that uh, that <laughs> like, console is going to die. Like, why do we need a PS5 right now? <laughs> it, it definitely feels like Xbox at the last generation, like where. And even Sony to a lesser extent, because they had done all that work to finally get back in it, right? Like where you could just tell they're like, do we really want new consoles? Because <laughs> we're making tons of money right now, guys. This is great. What is the, uh, what's, what was the lifetime of PlayStation 2? 120 million? It's, yeah, that or higher. I, I can almost see this thing reaching it. You give it another year. It's that's a, almost a hundred. That's almost hundred twenty. I thought million. it was like one hundred and forty. Dude, million. it's a it's a it's, it's a it's a yeah. fantastic console for real. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the original PlayStation was a hundred and ten million, right at a hundred. Yeah, like it's somewhere in there. So they're about to pass that. Yeah, uh, they're gonna pass the Wii. You know, that's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, even with PlayStation Five likely coming next fall. This console will keep, they'll keep selling this thing everywhere for probably another three, four years after that, I would think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember when PS3 was out, you'd still see the PS2, you know, like the stores you were in still had the PS2 for sale. And it was I still, don't. I don't remember seeing the PS3 a long time after the PS4 came out. Not for not for very. Long. Not they for wanted that thing to the, die. They were yeah. selling. They were selling Maddens and Call of Duties on PlayStation Two for almost three or four years after. Yeah. The PS3. Yeah. It was. It was funny. It was like fantastic. when you got to like two thousand what like seven two thousand eight, and you go, and the PlayStation still sold uh, or PlayStation Two still sold one hundred eighteen thousand consoles. And you're, this like, month. you're like, how? Who is buying that? How is that happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I have nothing, but Square Enix has announced their E3 plans. Yeah. <laughs> Square Enix, Enix, Enix will be hosting a special broadcast Ooh. on Monday, June 10th at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. You see, Sean, Eastern time and Pacific time. They're different. Are time zones. Oh, uh, the showcase, uh, they will showcase an exciting lineup of titles. And that was in quotes. What's interesting is that this was the time slot originally held by the PlayStation conferences. I wonder if they're ever going to get that back should they choose to come back. Oh, for sure. The two projects that most people will be looking for are the Final Fantasy VII Remake and the Avengers Project by Tomb Raider developer Crystal Dynamics. Mm. I, for one, will be looking for that game. I oh, hope man. we get to see those games, but I don't know, man. They're then they have one. nothing to show. Oh, Octopath yeah. Traveler Two. It's you that know would what? be a likely one. Oh yeah. Um, Bring it. Or uh, I don't know. Oh, they dude, have a bunch of like Square's got a, They got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Hitman. Is they still have Hitman? They do. Yeah. Yeah. But they just did Hitman more Tomb Raider Two or whatever it was. Yeah, I got two to play. <laughs> well, they had Tomb Raider last year, right? So they yeah. probably won't have Tomb Raider yeah. this year. I think they just released their final DLC last week. Mm. Mm -hmm. I have it. You want me to just read this one too? I don't mean this. Whatever you want to do. Hey man, shush, shush, shush. He's like looking. I at want the you next to be one. happy. That's all. 
do it. You do the next one because you want to do the next one? Nope. 70 hour, 70 work, hour work week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do it for real. And then you can read the next two. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Um, 70 hour work weeks. An original report from Polygon has Who? indicated Polygon. Polygon? Polygon. Polygon. <laughs> has indicated that many staff of Epic Games who are working on Fortnite, a movie or a game featured in a recent movie, which was weird again, because mm-hmm. they implied that it would be around for a long time, are putting in an average of 70 hours of work per week. This is being done to maintain the almost weekly updates to the game that fans have come to expect, which is actually, I think, part of the reason why Fortnite is, is doing so well, because it does continually update. That was a Sean blurb. Uh, this has <laughs> this has bled into all departments from from production to customer service, as employees have been trapped in an endless work loop since Fortnite became the phenomenon that it is today. Uh, here's a quote: "I work an average of seventy hours a week. There's probably at least fifty or even a hundred other people at Epic working those hours. I know people who pull one hundred hour weeks." Mm. End quote. This source cited the biggest problem uh, is that, quote, we're patching all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, While Epic does not make these hours mandatory, employees find it difficult to not work long hours due to difficulty meeting the required deadlines. Missing these deadlines has led to dismissals, according to the report. And that's the part that if that's true is unfortunate. Well, we all work in companies. You know, if you work in a we're not saying this overtime is mandatory. It's just highly suggested. Well, if you're like, a, and also, <laughs> you know, when you go from hourly to salary, there are times where you're on projects that you're gonna you're gonna work longer than the other guy is. Um, you know, and there's that always that thing where you you make the money, you got to deliver. Mm-hmm. This is a situation where I could, if you if hindsight's twenty twenty, and they they had no idea that the perfect storm that was gonna brew yeah. for this game, right? And then, and then the way the fans do love the almost weekly updates and content and, and the freshness of it, you know, there are people behind the scenes, you know, busting their, you know, what's <laughs> to get the, this, this to happen. I so. guess the concerning thing with this is just that this isn't like how a Red Dead or, um, I don't know, any of the art games in the last couple of years that have had examples of excessive crunch. Like, because those games have a release date and you hit the release date, right? And then the game's out and luckily everyone then, you know, there's a calm there. You don't have to worry about this crunch for something that is an online service that is consistently updating like this. Man, that's a really hard life to to be working 70 hours a week just as a programmer <laughs> and and then having other weeks where maybe, yeah, you could go up to 100 hours just to to basically hit deadlines. Because, yeah, if you're Epic, like they have a very tight release schedule of what they're trying to hit. Like, you know, they currently right now super tight. Yeah. Like just right now, you think of like they have that um, the mode that just came out for that's, you know, like Avengers related and all that. And when you think of that, like you can't have that be late. You can't have that not be in the window that needs to come out in, in time with the movie. That's the goal. I'm sure with the contract with Disney and all that other stuff. And yeah, things aren't working. People got to work a ton of hours. So I'm not sure what they're going to do. Solve this, but hire more people. Yeah. I mean, that seems like the easy answer, but I guess the fear maybe with Epic is that 
we don't know if this train is all going to all of a sudden going to slow down. Well, I read a statement from Epic indicating that they are trying to maximize their staff as quickly as possible. And I mean, if you think about it, when did this? We think of Fortnite as 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 have being as being around a long time. It feels like it's been around a long time, but it hasn't really been around. Twenty seventeen's when it released. And being as someone who used to work in a hiring department in HR, it takes a long time to hire qualified people. Yeah, sure. And it's difficult to to match and keep up with quality and hire at the same time people who can keep up with that quality. And they say they're working on it, but they can't say to their company, "Hey guys." Um, we're just going to scale back some so you guys don't have to work 70 hours a week. Some of you might get fired, but we don't want you to have to work 70 hours a week. Well, it sounds more. And I feel like these stories are coming out at least once a week at a high rate. And it's almost, it feels like, with no disrespect, sometimes it feels like the media is a hammer looking for a nail. Well, there's a story to be they're, told. They're trying, this to me kind of just whispers... Um, advocate journalism Mm -hmm. it's like we're trying to push something out here look if you're a lawyer Mm -hmm. and you just and and you've just joined a law firm guess how many hours on average you're going to work yeah 75 to 100 you're also probably going to make a lot of money i don't know look but but see that's the thing what if you had a witness that said 50 maybe even 100 Mm -hmm. it just sounds if you read it i know what you're saying the difference between 50 and 100 is 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 fifty? Is fifty? In other words, it's a lot. That's like yeah. So this this person goes from fifty to a hundred, and then says, saying working seventy hours a week. Then they say, I know people who work a hundred hours a week. Yeah, Yeah, it's called hard workers. Hmm. I mean, I was trying to think. All right, like if I did, you know, obviously we work five days a week. If we did ten hours a day, that's fifty hours. Mm -hmm. That would be a lot of work, right? Yes. If we doubled that, double it, right? And did twenty hours a day. There'll only be four hours of sleep in each. Huh? Yeah, like imagine working seven days a week, ten hours. Yeah, like well, and doing that every day, not for just like a week or two weeks, but yeah. like you know, I did it that. For a that's year. like that's three to three out of four weeks every month they're doing that. Say, I did it for like, a year. I remember my buddy, uh, friend of the show, uh, Josh. Like he had a period where he was working in his job. And they were working ridiculous like amounts of hours. And I, I watched him. He he looked about defeated, you know, after a while. And like you kind of feel that way after it because it's just it's not healthy, right? But I think it's more of like what you're seeing is yes, yeah, someone finally spilled and they spilled on the big one, which was Rockstar. I think that was really when the dam kind of burst open. And what you're going to get is... I think Rockstar kind of swatted that one away. Well, no, I mean, like, I think in the, the sense, one that really got it was uh, Bioware. Yeah. To that, me, the Bioware is the one that's kind well, of Well, I thought Rockstar doing it first, like, that's where people started saying, like, well, they could talk about it. Why can't I talk about it? And then you start to realize this isn't something that's necessarily always just contained to a few instances. Then you start to go, okay, this is actually something that is an industry issue. And the only way you're ever going to address it, if you're the workers, you're not going to address it just by being silent. I mean, that does not ever work in these kind of instances. You have to go talk to someone. So I think the difference is now you have the media who now they're aware of it. They definitely like it when, you know, it's a good story for them when they can find, you know, someone who is willing to talk and tell them. 
Uh, you just hope that whenever they report these things, that they're doing their due diligence and they're not just taking one disgruntled employee's words. Like you're going out there and you're finding multiple people and you're trying to confirm like, yes, this is something that does happen at these companies. It isn't just this one person uh, that's just mouthing off about Look, the company. I understand the need to protect sources, mm-hmm. but I'm curious about how these NDAs work where it says, does an NDA prevent you as an employee of the company to tell someone exactly how much, how many hours they worked? I would be surprised if it did. See, that's the problem I have with all this stuff. All these protected sources, all they're really talking about is they're not talking about the game. They're not talking about things. For the most part, they're talking about how long they worked. Mm-hmm. Why are they anonymous? Probably every because single, they don't want retaliation. Every, but, but every single one is anonymous. That's what's frustrating about this because yeah. I feel like anonymous sources are being used more and more and more and more in today's journalism, not just in games, but across the across the spectrum. It's just it seems like there's a lot more of it. Well, yeah, days. because we live in a world now where you know, there's <laughs> there's so much potential retaliation. Right. Because but, once the, you, but, but like not just from your company, that's the that's the kicker. That's why they don't want to, especially in this instance, I would think like because if you get marked as a troublemaker who's willing to go talk about bad things uh, you know, to the press before the worst that would happen is that it appears in the newspaper. And unless it just keeps appearing in the newspaper after like a day or two, you know, it's out of the cycle. It, it's moved on. Now it's like, Hey, not only is it going, is your name going to appear on this newspaper? It's going to be tweeted. It's going to be shared on Facebook. It's going to keep appearing. And more importantly, it's going to be captured by anyone who's hiring developers. And I would say it's probably going to be shared around. And everyone's going to take note of who is a potential troublemaker for Look, their company. I'm, it goes John. without saying if Fortnite's abusing people, they need to be called out on it. Okay, so I need to not say my sloppy seconds joke. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> You're up next, John. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, speaking about of this sloppy one. seconds. Oh, because it's a second, see? Super Mario Maker 2 release date yeah can you feel it i can feel it super mario maker 2 uh will launch on june 28th of 2019 that's this year assume the information came by way of nintendo of america's twitter account Mm -hmm. the game will feature the full original content presumably as well as quote new tools course parts and features end quote also nintendo switch online is approaching 10 million subscribers revealed reveled (laughs) during a financial results Mm -hmm. briefing by the fiscal year ending March, 2019 Nintendo reported that NSO subscriptions have uh, exceeded 9.8 million accounts. It is unclear how many membership packages are broken down in this number. I can tell you of at least one. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I, I, it's crazy how, how I have not utilized Nintendo switch online. Well, doesn't matter. I've got the no, no. Even, but even in general, like, I, it, you haven't I, played any of the games online. Well, I played those games, and yeah, I know I that that Tetris counts. Is. Um, I guess I've played Tetris, so you I, can I, go in and play Adventure of Link with save spots. You can save your game. That's that's cool, but that's not online to me. Online is it's a fun Mario Kart and and Splatoon, and you know the games you're going to play online with friends with. I've heard of these games. Yeah, they're. Little you titles. still have Splatoon? Yeah, little indie titles. We need to play Splatoon. Let's do it. Let's try it out. Now. 
Okay, I, but I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. It still just confuses Thug me. Thug life. Bye. Which <laughs> confuses me why they're doing their online like it is, and that's a whole nother can. It's it's like guys, just do it like everybody else for real this time. Just just that's a thing. That's a standard. Do yes. it. What is doing it? Every what is? What do you mean specifically? See, um, case example. You talking about the app? Microsoft and Sony. Yeah. Xbox Live. And if you want to be better, PC. Yeah, and PC. <laughs> so when you, so you're talking about a whole amalgamation of features, the whole amalgamation. like achievements and the amalgamation, everything, all yeah. the things, the ease for the for the player to to link up and and just all the things, John. That's all that needs to be said. That's true. And it, well, I say that loving Nintendo. Uh, I will give them credit on this. Uh, for I want to say it's at least the past two years, maybe even three. They have Nintendo has put out a game towards the end of June, which is usually considered dead zone for, you know, triple A releases and things like that. And I, I mean, that's just smart on their part because no one I don't know why. I, I mean, I'm sure there's probably some sort of analysis of statistics that Microsoft and Sony have done to say, like, look, we will actually just make more money by waiting until August to release this. Right. Or, or getting it out before the end of May. But, like, to their credit, no one's competing against them, and it's a new Mario game, uh, even if it is Mario Maker, right? So, still, people are going to buy that. Mario Maker, but time. You know. Mario Maker is awesome. Yes. It's fun to watch people play. It's fun to create. It's fun to play. It's it's hype. And it gives us a topic for that week. <laughs> yeah. In you the know, middle of like, June, yeah. or at the end of June, we got a topic. You know what I mean? But there was some clarification by Nintendo on their new hardware. Uh Nintendo CEO Shuntaro Furukawa has indicated <laughs> that the company has no plans to announce new hardware at E3 2019. Ooh. His statement comes following reports that new iterations of Nintendo Switch are incoming. The latest indicated that there is a cheaper version of the Switch set to release this year. Furthermore, it has been rumored that a, quote, more powerful to modest improvement version of the Switch is also on the horizon. E3 will likely focus on Nintendo games, mm. duh, while saving the hardware announcements for other Nintendo Direct presentations, which would make sense. I guess he did this just to, to curve expectations of what was going to be in their E3 presentation. Because, yeah, I think we are talking about there, there's two main leagues for this not to be, you know, true that it, at some point it's coming. Yeah. Will it be like a thing where he goes like, by the way, July 4th. You know, first there's a Nintendo Direct, and then like it's coming out on July 15th. Dude, they're talking you know, about Metroid know. Prime Four, okay, and how far it's come from scratch, Nowhere. from the scratch rebuild. We got some drawings, guys. It's, it's definitely not going to be smash like it was with Smash and Zelda. It's going to be they're they're going to feature a big game, probably Pokemon Sword and Shield, Sword and Shield, yeah, and then probably two or three other big releases, um, but. The modest, I was disappointed by this because they said that the upgrade will be modest the last time we heard. So that could mean a higher resolution display. That could mean Bluetooth technology built into. It could mean the ability to actually just have a headset on your Switch if you want. Hence it. the Bluetooth. For yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Or uh, a controller with a port to plug in a headset. Exactly. That would be fantastic. That was the glaring. That would be fantastic. That would be great. Jeez. I would, yeah. That, feels that so, would be that, nice. Oh, it would feel so good. Right. 
Speaking, Speaking of, of feeling good, what? Scrambles feel good. Persona 5. What's your favorite scrambled egg? Uh, just a scrambled egg with cheese. That's it. What else needs to be in a scrambled egg? Persona. You don't like you don't like onions. That then it becomes more sprinkled with a bit of Persona Five. It, well, <laughs> then it starts to be an omelet, and this is not called you know <laughs> Persona Five omelet. I take full responsibility <laughs> for this segue. Persona Five Scramble, a spinoff of the Persona series, the uh, Persona Five Scramble, the Phantom Strikers. Good lord. Japan has been announced for PS4 and Switch. It is being created as a collaboration between Atlas and Koei Tecmo, according Ooh. to the sources. It will be first action RPG in the Persona series along the lines of Dynasty Warriors, and it is important to note mm. that this announcement comes following hopes from fans that Persona 5 would be ported to the Switch. No word yet on whether it's officially not happening. Mm. So I'm guessing... Um, Hyrule Warriors type game or yeah, that's what Koi Fire uh, Emblem Warriors Tecmo does, I believe. Yeah, those games generally are fun and people really people buy like them. Yeah. yeah, people buy them. They uh, I know one credit, in particular like, who was 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 obsessed with it for a while. Ryan Leaf. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's like I think to their credit, Koi Koyo Koya Koi. Yeah, Tecmo. Uh, they, the last couple of years, you know, like Dynasty Warriors does okay and it's got its niche base, but they've Kind of like in a way of um, dudes that did Walking Dead, uh, Telltale before they died. Like they've kind of figured out, like, hey man, if we instead just build our games around all these great franchises, you know, instead like bringing all these AAA franchises to to build out our games, then you'll just make a ton. Kirby Warriors. <laughs> Can you imagine? Kirby? I'm surprised that there would be isn't. Amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd play it. They should do a Bayonetta Luigi one. Warriors. Uh, just leave it at Kirby, bro. Okay, man. Sorry. Or Yoshi Warriors. Just leave it. They could do. You're welcome. I did that for you. Can you imagine that tongue taking out hundreds of? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Oh, oh, Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think one for Xbox. No. Halo Can't. Warriors. They've uh, probably got Halo Wars though. Yeah, but just imagine. Gears. In the in the in the style, in the style of the Dynasty Warriors, could you? Oh wait, imagine imagine chainsaw fights. Yeah, just yeah. just gears you like all, you just running around constantly chainsaw with a chainsaw. That's all I would do. <laughs> chainsaw fight. Chainsaw I would get the chainsaw achievement instantly because that would be all I would do. Wasn't it a situation where you guys basically cleared the room? Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> there was one enemy left, and Chris sees you chainsaw running fight, across the screen. They when they happen, you lose. You lost the fight. He cut me in half, so you bro. Guys, you guys had to start like ten minutes back, pretty much. It's a story of our lives. I can't. And a dang lightning. I can't. That lightning level. Oh my god. But Chris is like, dang it, Sean. I, I can't explain to you how fast they come up. And how instantly you better be on your game for chainsaw fight because they will take you out, bro. Chainsaw for sure. Fight, chainsaw fight. Finally this week. <laughs> Is that finally? Oh, yeah. oh. Finally this week. Oh, very nice. Oh. All finally should have the. We, they should all be leaked, like this one. They should have the word leak in it. That's right. Got <laughs> some leakage. Leak. <laughs> Got some leakage this week. Um. So yeah. Finally, huh? Next Call of Duty was possibly leaked. Shock. Uh, several NFL and college football players attended a private Activision event to test out the new Call of Duty. 
and the game may have been revealed via or via, however you want to say it, a video uploaded to Reddit from one of the player's Instagrams. In the video, the words Modern Warfare 4 and Killstreaks can be heard. And if you play this game, you know that that's good stuff. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4 has been rumored for a long time. So that would be very hype. I wonder if it's just like they built such a service based thing with Black Ops 4, right? Uh, you, you have to wonder what's going to be in this one this fall. Is it just going to be here's a campaign and, and some multiplayer again? Like that's kind of what's always been in Modern Warfare versus Black Ops. Or are they going to double down on some of these things? Or are they going to be like, by the way, yes, we are finally taking black out and separating it out and we're separating out zombies and those will continue to now just be services we run uh, and maybe make them free to play or something where you can purchase different things. I don't think they'll ever be free to play. I don't know, man. They find a way if they, if they do the statistics and they go like, we can make this much money. You, have, do all, it. you have always been free to play locker. And I've always said that is dumb. Uh, Tell that to Fortnite with their 70 hour they, work weeks. They did it different and they have minions. Okay. Oh, free to play locker. <laughs> I should just put it free to play. Analytics Always make so it free money. to play. It's so much money from the analytics standpoint. It's an online game. After a while, it should be free to play in my book. This dude said, World of Warcraft should just go free to play. They should. Here he goes. Exactly. Just do it. Just enjoy that silence. Just do it. Or at least till until end game. Do it. Pay for end game. Let the people just level for free. Okay. They do. One to 20, bro. Yeah. But I'm saying doing all the way to 100. All the way May over here. <laughs> um, You know what, didn't Since you brought the NFL. Something you didn't put in the news that I should have, I should have hit you up on. Um, EA this week confirming with Madden one Patrick Mahomes on the cover, which was great because as soon as he did, his team like had all these legal issues that fell apart. But um, yeah, more see, Tyreek Hill is yeah, probably ugh. not a chief anymore. Nah, no, nah, he shouldn't be after what he did. But um, the bigger thing that I thought of note was on there. They are limitedly uh, bringing back. I think it's like eight schools and putting college football back in. They're putting it into men for their career mode. Like apparently they're going to have a new career mode and it's like LSU. You can play as LSU, Oregon, Texas, and a couple of other schools and start out and like go and do the college football playoff and all that. Playoffs. And then, you know, take your character to the NFL. But it's like only you can only be a quarterback. Like that's the only thing with the mode. So uh, I'm interested to see that. I cannot wait to play that. Madden, you, you found a way. <laughs> that said, you guys want to wrap this up? Uh, never. Just to be safe. Okay. didn't normally you people write in thoughts and opinions to weekly game chat (laughs) what did i do to make you mad go double check one more time chris but you can uh, yeah i'll check i'll I'll, i won't 
Did I get too political with the 70 hour work weeks? Of course you did. That would have been too soon. They would have known to write about it already. They already know it's going to air. That's a good point. Now our ratings down to a 3.25. John. Way to go, Thanks. John. Is uh, it really? We only yeah, have just new because followers of you. on the Twitter. Is but really? um, you can normally write your thoughts and opinions in to weeklygameschat.gmail.com, but you didn't. So instead, you know what? You thought we were going to skip it over, but real quick, NFL draft was this week. I don't know how we didn't cover that in sports talk. Game it's of Thrones and Avengers happened. Sir, sir, Dwayne Haskins is a Redskin. I've got a quarterback. The NFL done messed up now. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Brought my boy home to D.C. Uh, you guys had RG3 at one point, who was a Heisman Trophy winner. He was a legend and, for one season. And your, your coach was like, ride that knee thing out. It's going to be fine. It'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> But uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised. We kept up our tradition of drafting an Alabama player. Took old, uh, what's his name? The center, Ross uh, Pierschbacher. Is that his name? Something like that. Yeah. 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 So I was like. Roll Tide. So him and Roll Tide. Him and Jonathan Allen and and Landon Collins were just building an army here. (laughs) They can all just get together and be like, hey, Roll Tide every Saturday. Yeah, they will. They better. I hope. But uh, yeah. you know what you shouldn't do, though, Sean? What's that? Draft quarterbacks from Duke with a sixth pick. <laughs> What's going to happen is that guy, he had, somebody said this. I listened to, uh, I mentioned this before to Barstool Radio on Sirius XM. That's a free plug. Um, but those guys are hilarious. And they go, this guy, or it may have been on uh, Undisputed with um, Max Kellerman and, and, um, Stephen A. Smith. Undisputed is Shan Sharp. Oh, what's the one Steve, with uh, Max uh, Kellerman? And- I don't know what theirs is called. That I, I watch Undisputed. That one, they go, this guy has to make the Hall of Fame now. <laughs> he has like, to. You, dra- right, you, you draft this guy with that draft pick, he has to make the Hall of Fame. For the record, if he busts, <laughs> Ryan Leaf becomes Daniel Jones. Exactly. That will be his new name. Exactly. That's how good it is. I was like, Tony is a notorious uh, a notorious Giants fan, right, mm-hmm. uh, from Geek Versus. And I was like, we got done with watching the premiere and I pull up my phone because I was like, the draft was that night. So yeah. I wanted to see if we had picked yet. And I go and I see who the number six pick it. And I was like, <laughs> I turned around. I just looked at I looked at Tony and I just went, hey, Tony, did you really enjoy Endgame? He's like, yeah, it was a really good ride. I was like, good. You grasp on that because I just want you to know you who you took. Doug Jones. <laughs> Doug Jones. What's his name? David Jones. Daniel Jones. Daniel. Hey, we need to post that to Twitter and not go Bob Barker, anyone? I was thinking <laughs> that's that. pretty That's Don't funny. Don't forget to have your pet spayed or neutered. Yeah, yeah um, always. There's a boom mic that attaches to the headset Chris uses for this that's also his gaming mic. And it's yeah. skinny and, and it, long. <laughs> and it looks like a Bob Barker mic. That's accurate, too. It's fantastic. Yeah. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Whoa. U-turn. Some people call me John. Holmes. Wait, what? Most don't. (laughs) (laughs) Including most ladies. That's awesome. Uh, but Sean, you weren't here last week. I did not touch your Twitter stuff, so uh, well, you Twitter got, away. I'm gonna. I don't know how. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go take this. a nap. Just let me know. No, it's cool, man. We'll make this work. Uh, Platinum Twitch. Yeah. Platinum everything. Hey, that's our my boy. Friend, yeah. Um, had put out a question, which was which was a great question. I, I forwarded it on out to the people, and some people said some things. But I want maybe this. Maybe this will. Um, maybe you'll write into us and give us your thoughts on this too. Uh, GameStop. The, the yeah. Did you already read that one? No, uh, we were streaming together. Uh, well, he was streaming and he said, like, hey, you want to hop in my voice chat? I was like, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah, I was dude. like, cool. Yeah, we were dude. playing Sekiro together and I was Ooh. screaming at my TV and he he brought this up. I said, well, just tweet us or email us. 
So uh, this says, am I the only one who loves going to my local at GameStop over buying digital? It's very reminiscent of heading down to Blockbuster to pick up something new to enjoy. Hmm. And you got to, I guess you got to be a certain age to yeah, remember perfect. how fun it was to go to 14 year olds long time ago. Dude, going on a Friday <laughs> night you, after five school. bucks if you can sing the Blockbuster theme song. I'm not going to do it. Can you? It's copyrighted. It's Block, Blocky, Blocky, Blockbuster. We're going to get movies, maybe some popcorn. Is that how it went? <laughs> oh, okay. Not even close. <laughs> but uh, he hashtagged asked, ask Twitter. Hashtag gamer thoughts. Hashtag support gaming. Our good friend Acid Sugar one four one four replied said I'm under the belief that shopping at GameStop does little for gaming. They push used games, which they only uh, make profit from. Yes, it's cheaper for the consumer, but why would I buy a game I like cheaper and have none of that money uh, go to the people who made it? It's always been a fair point. Just my thought. Platinum then said I think the lack of supporting developers is the single best argument against GameStop. I just really enjoy the community of the people on the ground level of GameStop. The corporate office is where the problem can be found. I think as a younger man, I definitely, and I, I know you guys relate to this, like enjoyed it, you know, going to the store. Um, even like even the last couple of years until Sean said, screw lunch. When we would go pretty much about once a week, we would go to our GameStop after we went to lunch uh, and just um, talk to our local guys there, you know, just have fun for a couple of minutes. Uh, but now I live in a world where I just, I don't have to leave the house that much and I enjoy convenience. <laughs> I'm like, I could put pants on, but I'm not going to. <laughs> you don't have to go to GameStop with pants on. If any of you guys, uh, well, if, if, if you've done like this next tweet that I, I, um, I liked and retweeted, um, it's a, it's a layout of all this person. This was tweeted out by gamer blessing and it's a history of playstations. It looks very beautiful. I even mentioned that I think it was cool and that Chris and John probably would, too. I'm going to show the boys now. Yeah, you did show me that. Uh, or I saw that. It looks amazing. Very right? pretty. So it's everything uh, going from, like, the PS, what, one, obviously, the Vitas. Um, it's got the PlayStation, like, coasters that are the, the logos of the buttons. It's a very nice spread. Yeah, it is. Um, so <laughs> it, I, that prompted me to think, hey, if you guys got any cool setups, we've, we've kind of been doing that on the Discord channel. Um, show us what what you got. You know what I mean? That's really funny. Uh, so Chris just pulls up. Speaking of Discord, Hold um, on. Let me... <laughs> it's a guy obviously holding something like a uh, a fire hose, and it says everyone in the movie theater bathrooms after watching Endgame, and there's an explosion of water. It's going so the perfectly way. leveled too. It's like Richard level perfection. I love it. Uh, let's see what else I got. Um, Oh, Let's see. This man. one this ha- was this the same one? <laughs> oh, Platinum also um, put out basically a poll uh, that said, "I want to see how big the split really is. Um, do you prefer to buy your games as digital or physical copies?" Um, at Jmote five four uh, tagged us and said, "I'm somewhat torn after I retweeted it and said digital definitely has the convenience factor. However, there's no way to borrow or lend games to friends." Um, I said, "Right." Plus, games are Huge sometimes. Huge. Uh, and I said this, and if this was unfactual, guys, correct me. I said, Chris and John buy more digitally than me. I just don't know. Hmm. Um, and then he said, exactly. The next gen systems better have uh, petaflops, and that's a thousand teraflops to handle the game, which was dear God. Thank God was, that's what it is because it sounded different. Or is it, it's Peter or petaflop? Peta. <laughs> Peta. Peta. Um, 
We did have a Nintendo Museum retweet after I asked about that, which John, I think you would love. It looks like it's like in a in a table with a glass top. It's kind of beautiful. Oh, oh. You see that Skyward Sword digital oh, or collector's edition oh, controller? Yeah, yeah. Very pretty. It's got a, a Super Nintendo in there, a mm-hmm. Nintendo. Nintendo. Um, <laughs> just the Wii pad. Love a good Wii pad. Yeah. That's a, you have a picture holding that Wii pad, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, I got a little bit of time here, guys. So I'm going to just keep scrolling up and seeing what, hey. I will tell you this that DJ Haygood followed Robert Downey, Downey Jr. and it's on our newsfeed. Just want to also followed Emma Watson. <laughs> she's what? she's cute. All right, let's just put it out there. Um, we got a message, and this is for Chris from at Big Riff. Um, remember when I told you not to sleep on the tra- Trailblazers? Here's why. Yeah. Um, maybe Chris can recreate this in in 2K. And then uh, that was five days prior that uh, he had said that he loved Dame Lillard. He loved the Trailblazers. Dame but- Lillard is the MVP of these playoffs so far. Like what he's doing right now, <laughs> he is he's he out. is showing everyone like, hey, you know, how y'all been sleeping on me these last like three years when I've really been a top five point guard, but you guys never put me in the top five. It's like, there it is, man. When you can hit a 37 foot three pointer with a dude's hand in your face, that's like six, nine nine right um at magic number la um tweeted a picture of uh, this that said gaming comedy podcast now two solid hours of incomprehensible inside jokes i think that's possibly towards us because we have a lot of jokes maybe yeah i saw that um but it's still funny it was part of a um it was an image from a story and if you're a new listener there probably are some things that we talk about that you don't know you know what? It's probably fine. You'll figure it out one day if you keep listening. Mm-hmm. I think probably we, we say it like a gajillion times. Um, I don't know how much farther I can go back. My phone's loading slow. I was going to pull up some things that cause Chris said he didn't really go over to Twitter last week. I did not. I would know that um, had I listened to the show. Huh? Anybody? <laughs> Nothing? Uh-huh. Cool. Um uh, Zex and three eight nine said maybe um, you guys could do one episode <laughs> with your favorite video game from each console that you've owned. Say that again. So we do an episode when we have a, a dry week um, with our favorite video game, mm-hmm. but it has to be linked with our favorite console. Oh, or no, from each console. So like, if we if we I never owned a Sega Genesis, so I could not have a Sega Genesis game. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So the ones you've owned, what was your favorite game from that console when you owned it? I would just embarrass myself. <laughs> I can tell you now, for Sega Saturn, it was uh, World Series Baseball, whatever year that was, 1998. <laughs> so something happened uh, where IGN put a poll. Speaking of that, you see how I tied that in, John? This is professional. <laughs> um, IGN had a poll out on 416, so that was a while back, on what was your favorite console? 159 people said PlayStation 2. Makes sense. Uh, the second place surprised me a little bit. 154 million people said Nintendo DS. Even more surprising was the third one to me. The Game Boy and Game Boy Color was 119 million. Well, can I tell you that the top-selling console of all time is the PlayStation 2, and coming in second is the Nintendo DS. The bottom of the... the uh, this is crazy. Correction. This that is, is not true. Oh, the number one selling console, if you count console as a handheld, is the Nintendo DS. 
with 160 million units. Is it? Okay. Yep. Well. So at the bottom of the list at 33 million is the Nintendo 64. Really? Um, second to the bottom of the list at only 41 million. Um, wait, what did I do? Okay. I'm stupid. Yes, you are. The the list was the best selling video game consoles of all time. So I just told you that the PlayStation Two was one fifty nine, and the Nintendo DS was one fifty four, and Game Boy Game Boy Color was one nineteen. So the I, whatever I just said, ignore it because Nintendo sixty four only sold thirty three million. That's why it's at the bottom. Xbox One has only sold forty one million, which is why it's next to the bottom. For the record, according to Wikipedia. The number one selling console of all time is the PlayStation 2 at 155 million. It's old. And it's number two. I got new stats. I got got new stats. Um, But Josh, I said um, they wanted to know what their your favorite console was from the ones that made the list. Of course, everybody knows that mine is Super Nintendo. And and you said you said third was Game Boy. Yeah. Look at that. Third Game Boy, Game Boy Color. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Josh uh, Dalton, friend of the show. Hey. Said that he his favorite console of all time too was the Super Nintendo. He put SNES. I'm surprised he didn't say PlayStation actually. Which is he, kind of he's he's always been a bright young man. It it's a it's a fantastic console. Let's be honest. I'm gonna go ahead. Where are we at on time? Uh you got plenty. No, I was. I can't even post this till uh, Wednesday. No, I mean <laughs> time. Where are we at? One forty four. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go to new followers. We're just gonna see where this where this adventure takes us. Okay. Um, at Marsh. Marsh Sound. Yeah. Thank you for the follow. Not Marsh Follow. Um, no. Um, but they do have... <clears throat> and my voice is gone. <laughs> uh, they do have a SoundCloud. So that means they like music or make music, which is great. Thank you for the follow. Following you back. Um, at random underscore tat. Um, let's see what you guys are about, huh? Our official page for our podcast, Random Thought and Things, where we update our, follow- or update our followers on new content. So thank you for the follow, following back. And if you are a podcast and you support us, we support you, we think. Unless you're like anti-Semitic and, and racist <laughs> and you kill babies and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's probably fair. Then we're, we're going we're gonna to hit the eject button on that. That's <laughs> where we draw the line, <laughs> folks. Um, at Junior8708, Gamer Singer Artist. That's awesome. Um, thank you for the follow, following your back. You have a pinned tweet that says... You're raising money for China gaming or bust. That's awesome. Mm. Is he going to China to play something? Maybe know. to get gaming in China at Rao Goro. Good um, name. That is good. Um, <laughs> um, uh, it's a reform zombie and a Nintendo enthusiastician. I think I said that right. <laughs> Bad blunt. Um, you a bad blunt. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I've ever had a bad blunt. If mm. I ever had a blunt. Uh, thank you for the follow. Follow you back. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. I'm, I'm updating on some things. Uh, I think that's it on Twitter. I tried to carry the show, guys. Please write us an email if you got one. Tell us your favorite console Please. of all time. Uh, tell us your favorite game of a console. Just talk to us. We appreciate it. Talk it's, to me, please. I, I, I'm not. I'm honestly, we're not begging. We thank you guys for when you do write in. We understand you get busy. Um, but if you do want to interact, you know the ways to do it. One of them is Twitter. The other one is an email. Or call me. Um, and don't forget, don't sleep on the Discord. It's hype. Um, 
There's a link on it on There's, our Twitter page. There is a pinned tweet on our on our Twitter page. Or you can just open up Discord and search Weekly Games Chat. 41 seconds ago, IGN asked this question. And if you've seen Endgame, I would like to know your thoughts too. Who was the real MVP of Avengers Endgame? I'm going to like the tweet and I'm going to retweet it. I'm not going to say anything in case you have not seen the movie. We'll give no context. No context. That. We'll nothing. give it no context. I will say the MVP is... Uh, Hmm. You shouldn't do this. I don't, I don't think yeah, you should do it. Yeah. Never mind. Head bob. <laughs> it's one of the people you probably suspect it is. There you go. We'll I go don't think that. you should have even said that. You you ruined things. I don't know how that ruins anything. Uh, the real MVP. Stop. <laughs> don't do it, Chris. Just don't do it. <laughs> it's Hawkeye. Always Hawkeye. No, you shouldn't have done that. Hawkeye's in this movie. <laughs> right? I think that's when I went to go use the restroom. Oh, this, yeah. Restroom? I think that was literally what I told you. This is, a, this is a great time to go ahead and go, Sean. He was like, hey, is it okay to go? I'm like, no, no don't go yet. What was and funny, then like, he popped up on the screen. Like, go now. Go now. What was funny is Chris gets up to go, right? And I kind of go, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go, too. Chris gets up and goes. I follow him out the theater behind him. He, I assume he knows I'm behind him. We're not talking because we're kind of doing the walk. He goes left out the doors. I go right. I get back to my seat before him. He comes back in, and he. I think you mentioned you should you should have went or did you go? Do you have to? And I said, I just went. He goes when I went. I was right behind you. Like how, he was like, how did this happen? <laughs> His mind was blown. It was fantastic. And then you did the head bob. <laughs> there you go. I just saw that and I thought that was funny. That is good. Can't That's, tell them, but no. If you um, if you like Game of Thrones, there's a nice little um, meme. There are tons of them <laughs> uh, that I've seen just now from my own two eyes that Chris showed me. Yes, it's fantastic. It's funny because that was back to back weeks, right? Yeah. If if you guys so uh, are watching Game of Thrones and, and you're not on season eight, <laughs> tighten up. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, man. Shot to you, Jeff. <laughs> um. This has been episode 202 of Weekly Games Chat. So weird to say that. Palindrome. It, it, feels, it feels very weird because we recorded on Saturday. You, you posted the audio on Wednesday, so we didn't see each other. And I haven't seen you guys in almost two weeks. Or You saw me last Friday. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I um, gotcha. For here. It's crazy that it was already, we're only two episodes after that one, <clears throat> and it feels like forever ago. <laughs> It's the way it usually feels works. Like the first no, time. it doesn't. Um, it just feels like old hat at this point. But anyways, if you like the show, subscribe to us on <laughs> iTunes or wherever podcast service you use, and you will get a new episode just like this one every Wednesday. This might be out a little bit later Wednesday because of just Libsyn stuff. Uh, but that said, while you're there. Make sure you rate us and like us. Helps people find the show and makes John feel better about his life, apparently. Literally, in Discord, they were they were talking about how they met us, and it was because they found us looking for reviews on games. Yeah, the funny part was uh, one guy in this week said, did anyone else listen for the first three months and couldn't tell who was who? Well, that's because <laughs> the audio was it was different. Yeah. And, and, and when you really hear me and you talk, I mean, yeah. we're clearly different, right? I said, I'm the one with the deep voice, and they're the two with the girly voices. First of all, I don't have a girly voice. I do. I have the medium voice that <laughs> I make deeper when I need to. I'm the dude <laughs> I'm the dude who, in the uh, Boys to Men video, comes out and does the spoken word part like, hey, girl, I'm sorry. 
I just want you to know. Yeah. John, John's over there doing the high notes for I us. I heard too. <laughs> that's John's jam. But I still want you back. John girl. practiced I making babies. Come that's all. back to me. I practiced making babies. Right? It's the best. Practice is the best. Um, after that, make sure you go to all social media places, Twitter and Facebook primarily, but also, of course, Discord and either join the Discord or follow us in those places. You'll get to see things like the art of the show and wonderful retweets, usually done by Sean, but sometimes by me. And also check out our Twitch stream. Uh, usually we stream Monday nights at 8 p.m. It was Tuesday this past week by the time you listen to this, but that's just because we had to record a day early. So unless something like that happens or I just have an emergency, um, usually Wednesday night, 8 p.m. come in. You don't have to say anything, though. It's always weird like when you look at your streamer count and like you go, okay, there's like three people talking here, but I see there's 10 people watching me and you're like, why won't they talk to me? Why are they just lurking on me? Uh, I, I think at nighttime when we stream, it's just a weird time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because we're East Coast. East Coast. <laughs> baby, baby. And, Most uh, people do live on the West. Or, you know, it, it, it. I don't know what else I'm going to say, but I think it's just a weird time. But for you guys who do shows on the, on the Twitch, we appreciate you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love it. We appreciate uh, you. I'm sure both... This, this, the one that you just missed, if you're hearing this, and probably the one coming up next Monday. Are we trying to make this two hours? Yeah, of course. All right. Um, wow. We'll be days gone. So come in. You can maybe get an early preview of what our thoughts will be on that game. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> but that said, uh, until next time, I will simply say game on, Sean. Hey, um, game on, Chris. <laughs> and, and happy early birthday thank you well it already happened but thank you because it hasn't yet this is like a time yeah, paradox yeah. right now i'm right? saying that to you personally yeah thank you sir yeah they, they're all late they hate you yeah they didn't care enough to wish you a happy birthday S- i did onto biscuits <laughs> uh and john came on john why did you just put something on discord <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Game on, uh, jackasses. You usually say Chris uh, and Sean. Thanks. Now I gotta cut that out. You gotta say Chris and Sean. So just uh, Chris real... and Sean. Yeah, thank you. Because I'm gonna cut that <laughs> part out. <laughs> um, Don't do it. Your mom's box. Peace out, everybody. Chaos pain war. <laughs> <laughs>